Joe Biden wins Halloween. Well, Joe Biden costumes anyway. The president does learn about AI from movies. George Soros funds anti-Israeli groups, the death of Matthew Perry, and a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 251 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. You can spell that R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. I mean, you can spell it a lot of different ways and a lot of people do, but we are live right now on the Mighty No Agenda stream, a rarity for the Random Thoughts Podcast, but there was a time slot open due to that other grumpy old Ben show, not doing a show today on Wednesday. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, half of Grumpy Old Ben's. So random thoughts has to be at least half as good as grumpy old Ben's. Hope everybody had a good Halloween. I actually left the house, which is the best thing to do on Halloween. Don't be home when people are ringing your doorbell. Of course, I had packages that got delivered from the uh, Universal Music Store. May or may not have been Taylor Swift vinyl. One of the packages, yes, one of them, that was supposed to contain four vinyl records contained four compact discs that's not the same thing not the same thing so we're going to get to see how the people at universal music handle when they make a mistake such as this because they were all these limited edition things which i have no doubt the money is going to be refunded if that's what it comes down to But when you order the limited edition thing right when it comes out and you pay for it and they say, yeah, you're getting it. And then they don't send it to you. And then when you come back to them, they better not go. We don't have it. We'll see how that goes. But you don't want to be home for Halloween. Went out and got my retinas checked again. Everything is stable, which is good. But he always wants to watch everything. So we go back in another three months. It always takes a long time now. When I started with this guy, he was new in town, just moved in from some other city. I forget where. And with pretty much, you could walk in, get it done and be out, which is great when you have a doctor that you could just get in and get out. Now it's at least a 90 minute kind of an ordeal, if not more. And there are so many people. I think there are like 10 different rooms in this location for patients and one doctor. So he's a really busy guy. Now, of course, being Halloween, when they opened the door and called my name, the girl was wearing a full face mask that just looked like one big eyeball. And again, this is the ophthalmologist retina surgeon guy. So I just walked in and I'm like, costumes just a bit on the nose. Probably the best comment she had the whole day because that just made her giggle for like the next five, 10 minutes. Like just a little too on the nose to have the big eyeball costume. But the costume that really seemed to be going down well over the United States was befuddled Joe Biden. And there were some videos which are probably not that hard to find. They did this, that thing they call going viral. But the best one, Look like kids, maybe early high school, junior high, maybe 
in that age range. And two of them were dressed in black suits doing the whole secret service agent thing. And then the kid in the middle had a full Joe Biden mask on. And they were walking down the street while he was stumbling. And Joe Biden was going in the wrong direction. He would take his bag of candy and like walk up to a open uh, garbage can and be like trick or treat. (laughs) I mean, it was probably not too far off from the real Joe Biden. So at least people are having some fun with the fact that the leader of the free world is a uh, pretty much incompetent old man at this point. I guess he had some time. Bill O'Reilly's the guy that started pointing this out to me. Well, not to me personally. He doesn't keep in touch like that anymore. I don't know why. But he points out the schedule for Joe Biden. Because the White House, if Joe Biden has anything that he's actually doing in an official manner, they release a schedule, as they always do for the president. And it turns out, Joe Biden doesn't do much. But he had a little bit of time to watch the latest Tom Cruise movie, the Mission Impossible movie. And according to the Daily Mail and others, I mean, the Daily Mail, not exactly hard hitting news. But the headline over on the Daily dot com, quote, Biden grew more worried about A.I. after watching the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning at Camp David. The White House says so the White House is letting us all know that Joe Biden watched a movie and that got him concerned about a real technology. Now, I don't think AI is really accurately portrayed in the movie. I have not seen the movie, so I guess I shouldn't say that, but I'm guessing since the Daily Mail has another quote here as uh, the villain in the latest installment. This is a spoilers for anybody who might be going to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. The latest installment of the action film franchise. The villain is a sentient and rogue AI known as the Entity. And it sinks a submarine in the first few minutes. So Joe Biden is getting his world news. And the things that are concerning him from watching Tom Cruise movies. I'm not really all that surprised by that, though, with everything else going on around Joe Biden. The AI stuff is worrisome. I've discussed a lot of it here on Random Thoughts over the last few years. The thing you want to be most concerned about, I think, going into an election cycle would be You're going to see social media posts. And since the mainstream media now pretty much sources their coverage from social media, you'll probably see this at some point on one of the networks, MSNBC, CNN. If it's anti-Trump, that's where you'll see that. If it's anti-Biden, you'll probably see it on Fox. But you're going to have, without a doubt, videos released that are going to look like the other guy was saying and doing something that you just can't believe 
something hateful, something racist, something sexist, something misogynistic, something that you're just not going to believe. And there's a good reason why you shouldn't believe it. It's because it's not going to be true. This is the one thing the AI is doing really well right now is creating audio and video of real people that just didn't happen. And it's something that there are a lot of people that will tell you there are ways to tell if it's fake. There really isn't really is not at this point. And I doubt there ever will be. There's going to be a war on people that are trying to poison the AI stuff because the artists don't want their material used to train it. And a lot of people think it's going to ruin humanity, which I'd say we're already there. The intriguing thing being, though, if the AI is on the open Internet and using that data in order to train its models, once enough AI-created content is on the Internet, and it's never really posted as AI-created because they don't want you to know it's AI-created, but once there's enough AI-created content on the Internet, then the AIs that are using the Internet in order to train themselves Talk about garbage in, garbage out. That was always the thing. As a computer programmer back in the day, learning basic back in 1982, whenever it was, garbage in, garbage out. That much has not changed. If you put garbage into the system, you're going to get garbage out of the system. It is just the way that it works. Now, there's some interesting AI technologies. And these things, I believe, are going to grow and get better as things go along that are much more uh, pointed where you can do it on your own. There was one of these companies that are, I'm sure are spamming everybody with a podcast, and I've got a lot of them, so I get the spam, that they're offering a service that they will take your podcast episodes like this episode of random thoughts and they will give you the text for it, which the Adobe software is what I use to get a transcript, but they will do the transcripts for you. And not only will they do the transcripts, but they'll use their AI to take the transcript of your podcast and create different articles for you to post on your website. So I just did a few minutes talking about how AI is trained, how Joe Biden is scared about a movie and that AI being learned on its own AI output, how the input and the output, how that's bad. Well, allegedly, they'd be able to take that information that I just said verbally and turn that into something that could be text based and posted on the website for random thoughts. Now, I think as the world has changed and a lot of things have moved from the text-based thing onto the audio and video, you're going to start seeing more and more of this because the one thing that's really hard to do as a podcast is have people find your podcast based upon the content within the podcast because it's audio and a lot of shows don't do transcripts and ones that do the search engines aren't really looking at those yet or they don't know what to do because it's just one big file. And this, I think, is going to get much more streamlined as we go down the road to where you'll be able to search for things that appeared in audio in much 
more easily find it. But I thought that was an interesting use for the AI was, hey, if you like to talk, if you got a podcast, you have hours of audio, but you really don't like turning them into things to post on your website. And that would include me. I don't like to do that. I don't like to type the stuff up and do the writing for articles like that. If you had a system that would take care of, you're still going to have to proofread it, but if it takes care of 90% of the work and can take what you talked about on your podcast and turn it into text, I thought that was fairly interesting. But Joe Biden, he sees a movie and he's like, wow, we have to really look into this artificial intelligence stuff. Biden on Monday this week signed an executive order. Again, this is according to the Daily Mail, seeking to balance needs for cutting edge technology without risking national security and consumer rights. I don't know how AI is going to get into national security, Mr. President, and consumer rights. I don't know exactly what Joey thinks that these rogue AIs are going to do. The sentient and rogue AI known as the entity in the film, like I said, it sinks the submarine. So Joey probably thinks that the AI can go out. Maybe it's got the nuke codes already. Maybe Joey fed them into one of his uh, 82,000 pages of emails that he sent under pseudonyms. Although I guess he didn't have the nuke codes back when he was vice president. But that is one of the huge stories that has been going on. Over the last few days, is that they have found a couple of the pseudonyms that Joe Biden was using as vice president. 82,000 pages of emails. I don't know how they figure pages. That I could not find out. If anybody knows, let me know. Because it's like it was, didn't say there were 82,000 emails. It said there were 82,000 pages, and I don't know if every email is just a page. So if you had like five words in an email, are they counting that as a page or are they just taking everything and printing it one after the other? Because 82,000 pages of emails seem like a lot. I emailed a lot back in the day, but 82,000 pages of email, that's a lot of information. As of yet, Congress is saying, well, We've only received 14 so far. Not 14,000 pages. 14 of the 82,000 pages. I don't know how this is being doled out. As far as I can tell, it was a Freedom of Information Act, which got these emails out into the public light in the first place. Don't know exactly who is responsible for doling them out and getting the information out there. But that's a lot. 82,000 pages. It's going to be interesting to see when Congress gets more than just 14 of them, exactly what shows up in those. We do know there was a $40,000 payment or loan from a Chinese entity that went through the Biden family into Joe's personal account. Nothing to see here. And what's a $40,000 payment between friends? If you want to send $40,000 to this show, I will let you do it. And I might even give you a favor or two. Might mention a product. Might mention anything you want. For $40,000, you could probably get a whole episode of the Random Thoughts show dedicated to whatever you want. But that is where the 
state of the president is right now. More evidence coming out that funds are coming in from foreign countries directly into Joe Biden's bank account. And we're finding that there are 82,000 pages of emails. I wonder how many of those went to Hunter Biden's business associates. I wonder how many of those were involved in Hunter Biden's businesses. Let's remember, Joe Biden specifically told us he had zero to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. In one of the presidential debates, he said that Donald Trump was the only person on that stage ever to make money from China. That's not, not the truth, Joe. That has been proven to be a lie. But the mainstream media, of course, not going to call him out on it. But that's not a surprise to anybody that is listening to this show. It is just something to have in your arsenal for the next time you run into somebody who wants to tell you that Joe Biden's just a really, really nice man. He's trying to do a job. He does. He, no, he's not breaking any laws. His family's not corrupt. They're just making it all up. All this stuff about Joe Biden. That's just not true. The names are interesting. The email addresses, I should say, that he was using, including Robinware456 at gmail.com. I know a lot of people, what did you just say? Anybody is using gmail.com because I still have an address that I use because inertia and it's not used for anything sensitive. I now have email addresses that I use for all of that at my domains like randomthoughts.com, grumpyoldbens.com, planetrage.show. But I still have a Gmail that I use for various things. And people, when they hear you have a Gmail, like, whoa, how could you still use that? At least get a Proton Mail. Yeah, I got that too. But there's just so many email addresses out there. But Robinware456, not really sure. What is, I mean, it, does it have to do with like Robin Hood? Does Joey think that he is in uh, green tights and stealing from the man to give to the regular folks? The other one was JRBW ARE. So, okay, so JRBware at gmail.com. And the last one, Robert L. Peters at PCI. .gov. Now, he used all of these when he was the vice president. Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. Now, that's probably the most interesting one overall. Why that name? What significance does that have? It doesn't bounce out at me as anything significant. Maybe I should have done the research before the show, but what fun would that be? But I would like to know uh, exactly where that comes from. Ooh, Rob Long Peter, the clip custodian, says, yeah, that is, uh, could be. You never know what Joey was thinking back when he was vice president. But no, he's perfectly fine. He's not committing any crimes. His son did nothing wrong. Nothing to worry about here. The lefties, they're fine. They're good people. Including that George Soros. His foundation, I doubt this is going to surprise anybody either. This according to justthenews.com, George Soros Foundation doled out millions to groups behind the anti-Israel protests. Is that a surprise to anybody? I mean, 
Sure, 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 George Soros is Jewish, but that doesn't mean anything. He is pulling the strings like the ultimate evil marionette and trying to cause just as much strife as he can in his lifetime. I can't believe he's still alive. But we know that George Soros was behind a lot of the DAs that are currently in the very liberal minded cities who don't want to put any criminals in jail. He's the reason that they won those elections, because really. Most people in this country don't care about voting. They don't care about voting unless it's the president. And even then, when you look at the percentage of people that are eligible to vote. That actually show up to vote. There was exactly what happened in Chicago when Brandon Johnson won his mayoral bid. You look at the number of people that voted and how many people stayed home. And it was a vast majority of people that stayed home. They just don't care if they won't come out to vote for president. If they won't come out to vote for governor, if they won't come out to vote for their mayor. You think anybody really cares about the D.A.? Do you think anybody really knows who is even running for D.A.? No, they're going to look at the letter next to their name. So Democrat cities are going to get the most liberal Democrat douchey D.A. that they possibly can. They want to stop actually putting people in jail who commit the crimes. Because the bottom line, they're going to say, well, it's just it's just more fair because when you look at the statistics, believe me, that's crazy that it's mainly black and brown people that commit most of the crimes. So we cannot be putting them in jail at a rate that is higher than that they are in the population of the area. And what that really does is nothing but cause crime to go up, cause people to have massive losses to have people to live in fear because the whole rule of law disappears and what you have is chaos and when you have chaos you have people that are way more likely to grasp at any solution if things are pretty good in your country in your local area and somebody comes in with like hey have you tried communism You're going to be like, no, get the hell out of here. I don't want that. Not interested. Now, if you make the area where the people are living into a living hell first. And then blame the people that are the on the other side of you politically. Well, you know, this is what we need to do. The only way to fix things, the only way to be fair, the only way to be equitable. Is to do this. It is the Overton window concept been around for a long time. I always like to give Glenn Beck credit because I don't remember ever hearing about it until he started talking about this years and years ago. But with the Overton window, it is if you just keep on pushing things to the extreme, then the middle ground, which once seemed extreme, people now look at like, well, well, this is just the compromise. This is where we can go, where both sides can meet in the middle and find some understanding. Where if you look at where everything started, well, this is already way, way, way out into the middle of nowhere. But as human beings, 
if it happens in the right time frame, you look at it like, well, this isn't so bad. It's like the gasoline, the price of gasoline. Let's just say a president left office and gas was about $2 a gallon. And the new president comes in and the gas skyrockets up to $7 a gallon within two years. Everybody's like, wow, this is horrible. $7 a gallon. It was $2 a gallon. Well, then a year later, they do some magical stuff and gas comes down to $4 a gallon. And everybody's like, yay, we're saved because gas is $4 a gallon down from seven. They forget that it started at two. That's the whole concept of the Overton window, getting you used to one of those extremes and putting you into a place that they want you to be in. But, oh, no, 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 you think it's good. We got you here because we're the ones that saved you instead of we're the ones that put you here. So when George Soros is backing something, I think you have to be careful and look at it and understand that uh, you are probably being had. There's probably more to it. You should probably look at the other hand to see what's going on. Like everything, you have to understand all of the facts. You don't want to get too focused on one thing. And I see a lot of people doing that with the vaccines. Anytime anybody dies, Matthew Perry, one of them, they want to point to the vaccine, which anything's possible, but not probable in this case. I mean, Matthew Perry, something I didn't know was how big of a drug problem that he had. I don't follow any of this stuff. I don't really get into the celebrity personal life, who's dating who, who's doing what. So I had no idea that Matthew Perry had extensive issues with drug abuse, had multiple different surgeries. I guess a colon blew out. He was very lucky to be alive at this point in his life when he got to age 54, which is what he was when he passed away. But he had massive health issues. He was getting things back in order. Of course, people want to still point to, oh, he probably, he probably fell off the wagon. The initial reports say there was no meth, no fentanyl in his system. They're doing a greater look at exactly what happened here, but he died in a hot tub. And if there's one thing we have learned from Adam Curry at the No Agenda show, if somebody wants you dead, you always avoid hot tubs and small planes because that is the easiest places to be like, nope, he died, just passed out, had a problem. The, and the other weird thing was, and I'm sure this had no connection whatsoever, except for this was the information coming into my brain about a week before Matthew Perry died. There was an article that said taking a soak in a hot tub had the same effect on your body as going for a jog, which I thought was interesting because you know how people are when it comes to health. And you look at something like, well, you know, going for a jog, overall not fun. I've gotten way more into since having the issues with the heart palpitations, have been on the recumbent bike five days a week if not six, and that's sitting in front of a television 
and watching something that I want to watch or got some music or something going on videos and doing the exercise thing. It is still not fun. It's still not. Yay. This is my favorite thing to do. Now, when you're done, there's a sense of accomplishment and there's the overall you feel better when you keep these kind of things up. Your body will reward you. You'll have more energy. You'll just overall feel better as long as you don't have any problems that you are exacerbating in knees or joints or anything like that. But most people, if you're like, well, you can go for a jog or you can sit in some water, they're just going to go and sit in the water. But the interesting thing to me was that, well, if this is doing similar things to your body, and one of those was raising your heart rate. This is something that uh, I've had conversations with my cardiologist about when I'm on a medication that is there specifically to lower the heart rate because of having the irregular heartbeat. And they upped it a little bit at one time. And I'm like, well, you know, the resting heart rate can go down into the 50s. You know, should I should I back off from what I'm taking? Should I go back to the no? He's like, you'll live longer. Now, okay, you'll live longer. It gets much harder to get the cardiac exercise, though, because now you have to do a lot more to to kind of fight the medication. You know, I found there are ways around it because the medication is taken twice a day, 12 hours apart. So the best thing you can do is like do your exercising an hour before you take the medication. But I digress. In this case, with Matthew Perry, it said that he was out playing pickleball, which I don't get the pickleball thing. Does anybody play pickleball? Because if you do, I want to know why. <laughs> what is so fun about it? I'm like, exactly what is it? I know it's on a court and I just looked it up before doing this show. And it's like, it's a combination of tennis and ping pong and badminton. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of those things. But it's easy for normal people to pick up. I mean, to play tennis well. You need to have some kind of skill. I think even to play ping pong well, you have to have some skill and better eyesight than I have at this point. Now, pickleball, everything looks like everything's moving fairly slowly and any schlub should be able to play it. And maybe that's the draw of it. Because it said that Matthew Perry had been playing pickleball like five days a week and he had a couple of different coaches. He was taking it very seriously, but it was a part of his regimen. In order to help him with his drug rehab and to stay clean and to stay healthy. And I would just wonder that if you were out exercising at all, if you were playing pickleball for a couple of hours, I have no idea if that's the same as playing, you know, some one on one basketball for two hours. Is that the same as swimming for two hours? Is that the same as jogging for two hours or walking briskly for two hours? But if he went right home, and jumped into a hot tub, which is also going to put stress on your body. Maybe a really bad thing. But I was kind of bummed. I mean, Matthew Perry being 54, I'm 53. That was the age as much as people now look back and hate friends. And a lot of people didn't like it even when it was running. It was of my generation, for better or for worse. You know, of course, now a lot of the language is problematic. The left will tell you about that show. 
Same thing about Seinfeld. Friends, I loved that they get slammed because well, there's no black people in the show. Well, but that was a group of friends that just. The world is not forced, segregated. And believe it or not, there are black people who have groups of friends that are all black. And there are white people that have groups of friends that are all white. Doesn't make them racist. It's just who you grew up with. But these are the kind of things now when you watch television shows, like when they remade How I Met Your Mother into How I Met Your Father, and it went totally woke. And it was like they were checking a box like, let's see, we need a British guy. We need an Asian uh, lesbian. We need a black girl. We need. And they just went down the list. And that was the whole cast, which is why the whole show sucked. And didn't seem realistic where friends, I mean, was a little over the top at times. But I think a lot of the people that lived through that era, as you do with all good comedy, you find the truth in the jokes. You find the truth in the way those characters act. And it's not to say that they're, well, they don't act like normal people would. Well, no, but most television shows don't. I mean, some more than others, I guess you do have realistic shows and you have the non-realistic shows. But I always thought Friends was, for what it was, pretty good. Now, I preferred when it came to Matthew Perry, and I think it only lasted two years. The Odd Couple reboot was actually really funny. And it showed that he could hold a show a little bit more just on his own. That one lasted two years. Then there was another one that he tried to do that I think only lasted a few episodes. I don't remember what that one was, but Matthew Perry, I mean, he's leaving a mark behind. It sounds like he did a lot to try to help people. And really, what can you say as far as the mark that you're going to make here on this planet? That's really the main thing you probably want to be known for is making a difference, being kind helping people out and uh, I thought he was funny I thought he was funny so he will be missed as uh, this show so sometimes we you can miss this show it's okay but this is a value for value podcast the random thought show here we are in episode number 251 time flies when you're having fun a- absolutely Billy Bone says do not don't leave a skid mark on the planet these are the kind of comments you can get when you're doing a show live on the Mighty No Agenda stream. Now, you see why I normally don't do it live. Maybe that's it. Billy Bones has a great show of his own. You can go heckle him over on a Walk Through the Mind podcast. It is good. And he's got a very soothing voice. My buddy Comic Strip Blogger says, I have a shouty voice. Billy Bones has a very soothing voice. So check out a Walk Through the Mind. But being a value for value podcast, that means I put these shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to listen to them and you get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever. And if you have, you can go over to our website, random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. You can click that donate button to do a one-time or monthly donation. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses. If you want to do the crypto thing, you can use the Patreon system by searching for random thoughts, which I forgot to put those folks down today being the first of the new month. Wow, it's November. We'll do that one on the next show. And if you are using a podcasting 2.0 app, you can boost the show. You can send a boost to Graham 
You can stream some, some Satoshis while you're listening along. If you don't know what all that means, just go to newpodcastapps.com for all of the information today. I've got two people to thank, including our buddy, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, who came in with a 25,000 Satoshi boost and said 250 times 100 random sats. Congrats on episode 250. Stay random where ran is in uh, parentheses. So it just stayed dumb. I get what you're saying there, Sir Sean. And he was listening while also streaming some more sats. So a lot of sats came in from Sir Sean and our buddy, Sir Truck Driver came in with 3333 said, enjoyed the episode. Might clip part of it and do a short segment when I get home. No promise, though. Oh, you got to check out Sir Truck Driver's show as well. Rolling on dot show. The guy just knows how to hit all the right buttons. So we hope you could be like Sir Sean and Sir Truck Driver. Come in on the next show. Support the show. Randomthoughts.com slash donate. And we probably won't be live because, I mean, really, who wants to hear this show live next time? You do not want to hear this show live. It's too much. People can't handle it. But I hope you have a damn good week. Enjoy yourself. And at some point, I bet you grumpy old Ben's will be back for those that are missing that show. Just watch your favorite podcasting app for that one as well. And I plan on being back next week with yet another edition of the Random Thoughts podcast. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.